Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. On this episode of Brand Meet Creator, we are tackling the influencer as a potential business investor. But before we dive into all the nitty gritty of this new way to raise funds and increase your business acumen, let's talk about if you like it, like it. We're back with another segment of if you like it, like it. Sonia, what are you loving this week? I can't stop watching the Emmanuel the Emu videos. He he is the naughty child inside all of us. And I just love his disruptive villain behavior on I'm the I'm going to need you to describe this because <laughs> I did not know what you were talking about. Okay. If you, I'm sure you've seen someone share this in their IG stories or on TikTok. There is a woman who looks like she owns an animal farm and is trying to educate people about the different types of animals and why you should have them on a farm. And she owns an emu. And she started to post videos of how when she puts the camera on her tripod, Emmanuel, the emu, loves to cause havoc. And he comes into the screen and he like looks at himself and then he pecks it down and then it falls off. Um, and essentially it's just a montage of these moments where she's screaming at him to not do to it. Leave it. Yeah. <laughs> essentially screaming at him to like don't do it. Like don't be the villain. And he just is anyway. And I He just is the villain. Like pull out the cloak. The he is the villain. <laughs> you know what? I I've been sent this video so many times in the last week. I had no <laughs> idea what you were talking about when you first said it, but I definitely like this. So if you like it, like it. We are back with a brand new episode, and this one is pretty interesting in regards to the future of influencer marketing and larger brand partnerships via investment opportunities. Um, this week, we saw news come from brands like Nudestick, Ashlyn Hard Seltzer, and Parallel Health three different companies that are using influencers as investors to help propel their business forward. So I am super excited to talk about this one because you know I am a nerdy business girl, and I think this is such an interesting trend that we are seeing. Harley, what were your initial thoughts? I think this is a really interesting option for influencers. I mean, we've talked before about, you know, a flat fee slash commission rate where you have this mixed model, a hybrid model. And I I think this is the tipping block into, you know, bigger business investments and creating these longer term sponsorships where you really do rely on the influencer for a large portion of this marketing. Now, my, my problem is, how big do you have to be when this actually makes sense? Because someone asked me about this this week, actually, at right right after you sent me this option or this article, and they had like 30K. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you you want stake in the company? I, I don't know if you want stake in the company as a, as a 30, 30K influencer. 
I think that's really interesting um, in terms of like when is the right time. So in the examples that Harley and I were really looking at, the first that really triggered it was Nude Sticks, which is a beauty company. They have been around for a while, mother and daughter team. Um, I love their products. And I would definitely say in the last two years, they have really expanded their reach. They've partnered with two creators are both beauty creators, but they have very different styles of following. Um, both have over a million followers. Mm-hmm. They didn't disclose what stake in the company they were receiving in exchange for the support or the exact around the brand deal, but it definitely seemed like it was through the rest of this year and the next year, so 2023, that they would be looped into this. Both of them have over a million followers on TikTok, which I think is both of their primary um mm-hmm channels. And then they also have a strong following, of course, on Instagram and YouTube. So those are, of course, like way bigger followings. And that kind of makes sense. Like One thing you and I were discussing was that at that level of following and influence, the deals that make sense for you are no longer stuff that's, you know, playing around in the five and 10K range. Like these people are looking for bigger. Right. Well, because at that point, once you have once you have a million followers, like, are we looking at a 10 grand post or are yeah. we are we looking at an affiliate option? Because honestly, at that point, it does make much more sense mm-hmm. to jump into the affiliate option or a mixed model. It doesn't make sense to just do a flat fee because you're you're limiting yourself. Whereas in the smaller space, it, I mean, you need to cover your time and the creative creativity involved. Yeah. And I liked that they were pairing this partnership with product development. Both were going Mm -hmm. getting exclusive colors. And I believe that there's more coming down the line, but they were going to be developing product, which is a great opportunity for an influencer who maybe wants to go into brand development down the line, but isn't sure. And it's a huge commitment to create an entire brand from scratch. So having that opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to have a capsule collection or just three three products with this one brand and you don't have to pay for all of that product development, major opportunity for people who are interested in moving in that route. I think it's really smart. I do. I I think it's very, very smart at a massive level like that. I mean, do you even think that your 200K influencer has has this capacity? I think they do in a different, completely different business partnership style. So you have two options at that point because it's very similar to like a Kickstarter model, right? Like people who invest at a Kickstarter level aren't investing, you know, millions of dollars. They don't have that type of capital to give, but they are giving something. So it kind of depends on what your deal looks like, what your company looks like. You could onboard a hundred creators that are each at a hundred K and give them some form of stake in the company long term. As a influencer, that's definitely risky because you don't know that the brand is going to turn mm-hmm. a profit or that they're going to sell out and be able to like give you dividends. It's it's definitely an interesting uh, way to go and kind of similar to affiliate. Yeah, taking stock in the company mm-hmm. in general is very risky. And I mean, what's the what's mm-hmm. the equity model for a normal job? Is it like one mm. percent if you're 
one it's normally one to two percent if you're like at the ceo cmo level which is like very very high up a cmo which would be probably more equivalent to like an influencer because it's part of marketing Mm -hmm. normally gets a little bit less than a cfo or a ceo but yeah it's it's relatively low now i think if you did like a long-term deal the brand would have to really see potential in your growth as well. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really interesting form of deal that could we could see appear in the future where the brand is saying, hey, I do. you're only at 50K right now, but I do see you becoming someone who hits 100K mm-hmm. and beyond. You're doing really interesting stuff. Right. Let's build a partnership. I'll give you a portion of your sales plus this plus a retainer model or something that's like mm-hmm. fitting a lot of different opportunities for right. um, income into the deal for like something that's really long term, like three years. But I mean, if you're doing that, you better be really interested in that brand. And that brand really f- must feel solid that like you're going to keep giving it your all for a long period of time. So true. And really the entry level model of this is that capsule collection where, you know, you're probably going to get paid a retainer for the work involved in the beginning Mm -hmm. and then maybe you're paid you know x percent of commission on x y and z Mm -hmm. and that's your short-term version and I think that is also a very interesting conversation in the coming years of what we'll see for your micro influencers or just your people under you know 100k because I do think that kind of product is more of a valid option Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think the other option is like if you're a creator who's not a full-time creator. So I'm not going to say that like full-time creators don't make good money. There are people who do, of course, mm-hmm. they have the money, but most likely you have more discretionary spending for an, an actual monetary investment. If you have a full-time career doing something where you're collecting a salary or you have a bonus or something else and you're influencing or creating on the side, That could be an interesting option. I mean, even if you're just selling your, if you're a coach, if you're selling your services, Mm -hmm. if you have some other type of income rather than just brand partnerships. Yeah. Then I think that if you identify a brand that you're like, okay, this brand is going to be something. Mm -hmm. I would love to be not only an ambassador for your brand, but offer you this lump sum Mm -hmm. of money to be an investment in exchange for whatever, because then you could probably get away. And now I feel like I want to do this to somebody. You could probably get away with investing a lot lower of an amount, right? Because you're not only giving your actual upfront dollars, but you're also giving an investment of like your time and promotion over a long period of time. And those two things combined are worth more to the brand as a whole. Mm -hmm. So you would kind of be able to get that percentage of the company in exchange for those two things combined. And I know a lot of uh, PR companies and marketing companies that do offer this for startups Mm -hmm. when they come to them and they say, hey, you know, we're going to like raise investment. We're going to be doing all these things. We love your services, but we don't have the money to pay the retainer. They take a piece of the company plus retainer and they help them grow because now they have a financial stake in the growth. Mm-hmm. So a model that I thought was very interesting um, that was probably, ooh, I don't know, a couple years back at this point was the collaboration between Ashland Hard Seltzer and the Salty Blonde. And she was known for her, you know, backyard, 
don't even want to call it a picnic, like California in her bucket hat and the big sunglasses and bikini and the hard seltzer, which is kind of like indie looking. It's very brewery kind of vibe and just showing off this drink. And it was very much product placement. And I didn't realize until much further after that she had stock in the company and that all of this was free. None of this was a paid partnership, but she's showing it off with product placement so frequently that it's like, okay, you just put that in your hand. You know, that doesn't even need to be open. That's just how you're creating content. This is your character at this point. Yeah. I mean, if you already have that sort of strong following and strong relationship with a brand and you are just like obsessively using it, it could be a great move to find some sort of stake in partnership like this um, that goes for a really long term. I also saw, I believe just today, that uh, Parallel Health posted that they raised I think it was over $4 million uh, for their next round of funding and listed in the investors were multiple influencers. And mm. they also received capital through more obvious ways uh, through like a Unilever investment group. But they listed multiple investors like Ami Song and a few others that mm-hmm. are kind of original um, influencers. OG influencers. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, two things came to mind. One, I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Not only are they listing all of these influencers, but two was that the founders came from a background where they were well, very well connected. One was an editor Mm. at a popular like fashion and beauty magazine. Um, The other had worked for some pretty big name brands in influencer marketing. So they had these connections already. So it made sense that they were able to leverage. Right. It was an easy sell. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Easy, easy sell. If you have the connections, go for it. And I know that the founder of Ashland is actually kickstarting a second, I think it's a second hard seltzer brand and they're not Mm. launched yet. I literally Mm. have post notifications on for this company. Mm -hmm. Um, I have for a year while they've been like pulling all of this together. And I know that they're going to follow the same model because it worked. It worked for them. So this is definitely an option. And I think something that we're going to see tons of heading forward. Yep. Another great person. If you are listening to this, you're like, this is something that I think is really interesting. I'd love to learn more. A person that I've seen do it quite frequently, and she's both an influencer and has a full-time career. And I believe her investments come more from her full-time career. However, she has stakes in some really, really cool brands that she continues to post about over and over again. And when she does post about them, she does always disclose like, I am an investor in this company as well, or an advisor on their board. Um, and that's at Hitha Palepu, which we can tag her in the comments. But Hitha is an incredibly talented person, uh, very well versed in like the business world and also a writer and, you know, just like very much not just a fashion beauty influence person, but, you know, an influencer who's tackling kind of some very large topics. And she talks a lot about her investments. Um, and it's a, it's a very cool model because not only is she able to financially invest in these companies, she's able to give mm-hmm. them an additional boost through her platform, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, do it. Love it. Right. If you have the platform and you have this capacity, then it just makes sense. But that investment side is a little bit, it's, 
it's a bigger ball game. So what about a sponsorship that's still in your, you know, full-time salary kind of range? Like maybe you have 30K followers and you're charging, I don't know, 30K a year to do X, Y, and Z monthly. You are still that bigger sponsor. You, I mean, maybe even up to like 60K. I know that some big brands do that. Yeah, I have not yet worked with a brand who has signed anyone for that period of time with that low of followers, but it does make sense if you have have someone on our roster who is a, I'm trying to not give specifics here. Um, They've been around the block in the fitness world and they had a sponsorship with big, you definitely know the name company. They were being paid 60 grand. And that was for the year. And of course, that included some of the like photo shoots and you're going to wear it to this event that you're going to and blah, blah, blah. And I think that person definitely has a bigger name, not so much just on social media, but with speaking gigs and, you know, real life things. Sure. I think that's a wonderful, all-encompassing partnership to have. Um, And if brands are interested in doing that, I would highly recommend looking at people who do have other types of appearances, other types of platforms. You're looking for definitely a multi-hyphenated influencer. So that completely would make sense to me. Um, a long time ago, I used to work with a jewelry company that's definitely name brand consumer, not that expensive. And we used to hire influencers for them that were actually closer to celebrity. That sort of like gray mm-hmm. area where you're like, yeah. it's sort of a celebrity. They've been on some shows, but I wouldn't right. say like red carpet Oscar celebrity. <laughs> um, and the deals were structured very interestingly. And I think that they were one of the first per- people to really do this was that they would, of course, give them a flat fee for their involvement, their curation of the jewelry, their face, their likeness, all that stuff. But then they had a tiered commission system. And, you know, the contract was very loose in terms of how that person had to promote. Um, I think they had to give a press quote. And of course, they had to like do some form of posting. But the incentive really came when they hit these different sales markers. And if the collection hit a certain marker, their commission actually went up instead of down, which I think is a huge thing that we have an issue with with other brands is that they want the commission to go down as the sales go up, which I understand in a financial model. But if you really want something to sell out, you should incentivize to sell more by giving more, not giving less. Mm -hmm. What this really highlights is your people that maybe are taking on speaking gigs, are a business owner in another extent, have some kind of resource that they're selling, some kind of jurisdiction other than just, you know, I'm posting online, I'm living the aspirational. They're really educated in something else because no matter how many followers you have, if you're also providing a resource, you're you're highlighting the company in corroboration with with the things that you're doing, it just becomes a much better, bigger picture. If you're going to the events, if you are going to whatever, and you're being the face, the, tr- the true face, not just the social media manager who shows up online, like the face of their brand. 
I think that is a great point that we will move more in that direction. We have been in the last two years, 100%. I know my brands have definitely been asking more for people who are, I guess you call it multi-hyphenate, but it's really like they're, they're professionals. They are, uh, estheticians. They are, you know, owners of another sort of business and they're not only bringing their, you know, influence to the platform, but they're also bringing a sense of education, a sense of authority, a sense of trust. Um, that I think outweighs someone who's not bringing those things. I'm so glad that you say that. Like that just makes my heart sing because Mm -hmm. I think it's taken us a while. It's taken us a while for your brand to say, oh yeah, I can connect the dots. The audience of this person who talks about skincare and is really educated is actually a really amazing fit. And that's not to weigh out the person that, you know, does makeup tutorials, but it's just another, another side of the coin. I was talking to an agency recently about, um, about various service providers that could promote whatever. And they looked at a couple of people and they were like, well, what can this person do? Like they're a business owner. And I was like, Oh, just you wait, they can do a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I really love that. So what do you feel like are the key takeaways in this like movement towards influencers as investors and like long-term partners? Yeah. I mean, we talk about the effects of long-term partnerships frequently, how it's so much better to commit to the long-term financially in terms of your audience's buying habits and marketing and sales psychology and all of that. And I really think this is the next move into your influencer is a business owner. They are synonymous and we just need to treat them as such. You need to know the lingo. You need to know the industry if you want to be a full-time creator. Like you can't just skim around this. Well, I'll make, you know, a hundred dollars per post just by, (laughs) you know, showing off my, my morning routine. Like that's not, that's, that ain't it. Yep. I think my final takeaway is more brand oriented, especially for startups that are looking to raise capital. Um, I think that this is an incredible idea as an early startup or not even a startup, like maybe you're looking for your B or your C round. You have a little bit of money. You have played in the influencer space. You know you need a way bigger face. This is a great way to sign that bigger person um, without as much financial burden right. and create a partnership or a deal that is really win-win. Like if you're giving them a percentage of the business and they are promoting and the business is growing they for care. the long term. Yeah. They're invested literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> literally invested. So I would highly recommend this. Additionally, like in the business space, I think funding is going to become more and more difficult. That's what we've seen uh, in this past six months or so. It's a lot harder to raise funds than it was before. So I think you know, finding capital in new and interesting ways um, is a great idea for brands. Can't agree with you more. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of Brand Me Creator. Check those show notes to find us online and we will catch you next episode.